Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Evil Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Master of Puppets, oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Chris, great job uh, with the intro, as always. Thanks. And hey, everybody. Now, this is this is a fun, special episode. Uh, no Mike today. He is in England seeing a friend, as you uh, put it before. This is a fun episode. No Mike today. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. No, it's not that. But it's we have a, the fun part is our guest. They've never been a guest, except in a Halloween episode. A live episode. The live episode. They were a minion. That's right. Uh, The guest this week is none other than Toronto comedian, actor, hilarious guy. Death metal head. Death metal head. He's wearing a cannibal corpse uh, mock turtleneck or long sleeve t-shirt. cannibal corpse. (laughs) (laughs) Why did I say that? It's a long sleeve T-shirt. It's a Cannibal Corpse mock turtleneck. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Anyway, Tim w- Gilbert. Tim Gilbert, everybody. What's up, everybody? Hi. What's up? Hi. And Tim, if you don't know, uh, is also one of the originators of the long, almost twenty-year running Laugh Sabbath series of comedy shows here in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a sketch troupe we do every now and then called Two Draculas, which we will be doing in Montreal, May something, 13 or something like that. And uh, you have produce a sh- monthly show with Marty Tops called Ha Ha Dump. That's right. Which is really great. Yep. Tim is, I honestly think around Toronto comedy circles, Tim's like a legend. People are always wow. like, oh, Tim's so funny. And you don't know, you know, and even if Tim steps away for a while, you know what I mean? It's Tim's got this aura about him. (laughs) Sometimes we all have to step away for a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Recollect ourselves. And one more little Tim promo. Uh, Your album also, I believe it's called Please Help Me, I Am Very Sick. That's right. Is a, a classic. Thank you so much. It is a classic. Thank you, guys. I am so happy to be here. Like, I am a huge fan. You know, it's been, I feel like this has been, you know, fate. Like, this has been coming down the pipe for a long time. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so honored. Wow. I'm so glad Mike isn't here and that I get to step in to fill his shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his do you... brown shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is sort of a clean cut energy yes you, you know, guys are total opposites and yes and tim exactly <laughs> T- literally tim is here at a cannibal corpse some might call it a mock turtleneck some might call it a long sleeve t-shirt tim has tattoos tim i'm getting a tattoo in, in a week or so Oh yeah what are you gonna get want me to show you yeah it's like a it's like a, J- a sailor jerry style skull and crossbones with like a heart in the skull's mouth show me i love it yeah Great. and we'll describe it's, it's my, it's my first tattoo and and uh, where are you getting it, Chris? At Peekaboo Tattoos in the High Park area of Toronto. I did mean on your, on body. your body. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we know where to go. On my dickhead. 
So it'll look pretty cool. Um, <laughs> well, I'm Jay and Owen. But the thing is, is I, I think I want. I think You're I'm pretty off. Like, whoa, that tattoo is awesome. awesome. I'm awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so tough. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, the reason I'm getting it tattooed on my dick head is just because. It's the legal way of making someone else look at my dick. It is a good... Because <laughs> then if someone says, oh, you have a tattoo, and you're like, yeah, I could show you, but... I never thought of that, but if someone does... Because someone... Some people do get rude tattoos. Mm-hmm. So they have to force... you As a tattoo artist, sometimes you have to decide, like, do I want to look at this piece of this person? Sure. Yeah, probably you ever think about, sometimes... Do you have a rude one? I Do you have an asshole tattoo? No, not that I know of, but I I I knew a guy that had um, a knife on his dick. <laughs> on his dick. Had the is the guy dead or is his dick cut off? <laughs> he is dead, unfortunately. He is yeah. for real. Shit. Yeah. Did you know that, Chris, or did you just make I, that up? No, but he said had, so I oh, I wanted to know the story. Okay. Um, well, R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. R.I.P. Honestly, but he sounds like he lived. Fast and hard. He did for sure. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. maybe he knife on his dick. Yeah. Wow. Well, mm-hmm. damn, dude. <laughs> but uh, good work, you know. And so yeah. tattoo art. So what I'm saying is, that if the tattoo artist isn't your close buddy, or you know, mm-hmm. they're oh, they're I'm, they're committing to that. I'm sure too. they have to be... hold your penis in their hand and put a knife on it. Exactly. I'm sure there must be times as a tattoo artist when someone's like, "Hey, could you put a." flower on my butt and it's a beautiful man or lady and the tattoo artist is going hell yeah i'll put a flower on your butt or wherever right and then there must be to look at the butt exactly but they say that out loud too now i get to look at your butt (laughs) (laughs) but there must be other times too when some old guy comes in and is like put a put a you know sign of the zodiac on my nuts and you're going oh for the love of god and then you got to go Stick your face in For this the old guy's nuts. I gotta put the sign of the zodiac on this guy's <laughs> nuts. <laughs> yeah, Tim, did you? Because you know, I might go right arm, right arm like the bicep, like a pirate. I really wanted to do like a classic, like a piratey type thing on the arm. I think you know what? I actually, I do think you could pull it off. Yeah, you sort of are uh, rocking a bit of a Captain Jack Sparrow vibe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very topical. (laughs) Yeah. I do think... Well, I'm always drunk on rum and... Stumbling about. Looking for treasure. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely stumbling about. When you meet Tim, I think he comes across as very kind and mild-mannered. And I think it might be surprising to know that you have tattoos... But then when you see them and you get to know Tim, yeah. it totally makes sense that Tim has all these tattoos. Spiritually, it's like good from afar, but far from good. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. when you first see him, you're like, what a cute little teddy bear of a man. And then when you get to know him, you're like, this, ah. this guy wants to chop off and cook and <laughs> season my body parts. <laughs> Within his cannibal corpse mock <laughs> turtleneck. <laughs> what do you think, Tim? Um, Is that a fair assessment? Tim, you got to put that mic up. I know yeah, you're not a cannibal here. for Sorry. real. Uh, yeah. Um, so, I when I was asking Tim about who would be a fun evil man to do, Tim suggested Mike. Right. Mike Balazzo. And I thought, well, 
it's while a, he's not here, you know, putting a yeah. co-host under the Perfect microscope, Mike. I think Mike. <laughs> right. I think we could do it, but Mike maybe would have to be here. Yeah. Yeah, let's otherwise, bring Tim back with Mike here. Yeah. We'll it would be funny to have him here, but also have him like constrained and like, <laughs> and, restrained, like and he can't Hannibal talk, Lecter. Can't move. Wouldn't it be funny to watch him like yeah. twitch and no and microphone? Upset? Yeah, like, <laughs> he can't fight back about anything we say. Yeah. yeah, I would like that. Well, just for like curiosity's sake, do you have a point you could bring up about Mike that you would think would? Make the the evilometer tick. I don't. know. I just think it seems inevitable with you guys. Mm. Like the where is this thing going? Right. Really. Like <laughs> the actual really? life of the podcast. Yeah. Like doesn't it seem inevitable that at some point the light is going to be turned around onto you? Yeah. And it, and then it's going to be like you are the evil. Well, man? if we get to like eight hundred episodes, yeah, sure. I always. I also think that we divulge so much about ourselves. On the podcast, uh, stream of consciously, that um, the evil is apparent about us, the I, evil aspects of us. I agree. I always thought that it's a little bit of a double meaning, a double entendre, right. or whatever the title, where evil men, we're talking about evil men, but it's also us. Yeah, and originally, Mike. Mike didn't want it. Yeah, he, yeah, didn't he like, was nervous about that aspect. He didn't of like it. us being called evil men. A little bit yeah. of a behind the scenes. A little behind the scenes. Like, this is exactly what people want to know. You know, this is the good stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. People love behind the scenes talk, I find. So. Yeah. And Mike, if you listen to this episode, maybe one day I'll go to the UK and you can talk <laughs> about me. And hang out with Suze. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll see what Suze is up to. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. But. Oh, I would too if I was over. Sure. Me too. I have been DMing with Suze about Love is Blind. I haven't been doing and that. And I told Mike it's all above board. We're friends. I'm just getting that out there. Do you ever uh, DM my wife about any TV shows? Um, No, I haven't. Um, Good. But, you know, I am friends with Kathleen, and I'm friends with Rebecca, too. I'm friends with everybody's wife or girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's wife or girlfriend in my circle, I'm friends friends with them. That's not how they say it. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> James is bothering me again. <laughs> He's actually an evil man too. I'm pretty sure I have de- uh, texted Tim with your girlfriend or wife. I know excuse you me. Yeah. About love. I'm, is- I read her phone all the time. You know? <laughs> about love is blind, but you're included on the text thread because yeah. I know you watch it too. And if Mike watched Love Is Blind, I wouldn't just DM Suze. I would DM Suze and Mike, but. He doesn't watch it, and he wouldn't but get you're it. You're like, okay, so you guys both watch this show, and I still haven't checked it out yet. So you're really addicted to it. Well, I do love it. I got to admit, you and love I went it. in very skeptically. And, and we have, and you it. have big convos with people on the Discord about I it. I do. Yeah. So maybe wow. you should. You guys should say some "Love Is Blind" hot takes right now. Oh, I'll, I'll be ignorant of it, but I'll listen. Have you watched the new season, Tim? Of course, I've watched it, yeah. James. And we won't give any like spoilers. Don't worry. No. But just overall impressions. Oh, well, someone told Mike that he kind of resembles Zach. Physically. That is what I was going to say. Oh, was it? Go ahead. I was going to ask, like, has anyone brought this up? The similarities Mm, to the vibes of Zach and Mike. You know what? Here's what I'll say, because Mike brought this up to me and he said, someone said I look like Zach. I don't know the show. And And I said, Mike, that's not an insult. When Ebony and I were first watching the season of Love is Blind and we saw Zach, we go, that's a handsome guy. 
he's just odd. As he's the odd. season goes on, he's odd, and it becomes less I of see a compliment. It. The hair, the smile, I see it. But he's handsome, yeah. right? Sure. Yeah. And so is Mike. Yeah. But the thing is, Zach does become extremely weird. Yes. He's great. I really like him. He's sweet, but he's really weird. I agree. He, he sings a song to... Uh, what was her name? Bliss. Right. Or whoever, uh, Irina. Irina. <laughs> did you notice how Zach's sister and Irina look exactly the same? Yes, Disturbing. I did. You know what I like about uh, Love is Blind? I really believe they think they're in love. Right. Like, I think being in pods opposite each other for like oh, two weeks and that's all you do all day probably tricks your brain into becoming so infatuated. You really do think you're in love with this person. They're in pods? Yeah. They're Do they in... only talk? Do they see each other? No. no that's why we are So it's kind of like the circle in a weird way. A little bit, but you're just on dates. And then at the end, some people propose without having seen them. And then and then they're sort of, you know, they accept the proposal. They, they see each other. And then they have to, then they go on a vacation in Mexico for a week. And then they have to live together for a month. And then you see if they actually follow through with the marriage. So there's sort of like a hyper drunken version of reality happening psychologically yes Yes. and then they get caught up in the tizzy yeah and then be like i'm in love yes and it's crazy to see people so they're being manipulated like fools yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's okay i'll watch it's fun to see people like i'm really in love with this person i know it's crazy i met them a week ago and i haven't seen them but i love them and then they're in the honeymoon phase and then 85% 85% of the time you see over the next month it like fall apart and it's it is it's when good. I was like 12 years old talking to grown men in Yahoo pool chats <laughs> I was in love with them too you know what I mean like if someone is nice to you for a little bit you fall in love with them that's the truth so like I can completely understand falling in love with someone that said four nice things to me you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah you'd be in a chat and someone would say, I like Cannibal Corpse too. Next thing you know, you're on the bus all by yourself looking for <laughs> a, to going to a hotel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Tim, when you were 12, you were chatting in chat rooms? Absolutely, yeah. I think I was like, I, I sort of came up at the same time as the internet, you know? So, mm-hmm. right, yeah. as soon as you could get into Yahoo Pool, we were in what there. What was Yahoo having, Pool? So, do you what think you Yahoo were being Pool? like fished by weird perverts? Yes, of course, but yeah. I, I we were also... I say we because it was like myself and like a gang of teenage boys in the neighborhood. Yeah. We were also doing that too. It was our favorite thing to do. <laughs> like just to go on and... there and just be like, come fuck me. You know what I mean? And then you're having weird cyber sex with like old men. Like that was our favorite shit. In the oh world. my God. That's <laughs> so awesome. Would, would the old men know you were boys or would they think no, you were hot babes? No, we would always babes? be like, we're hot babes. Oh, or okay. sometimes we'd be like, yeah, we're a 12-year-old boy, you know, it was just to see. And it worked. I can't believe you're so surprised. I thought this was something we all did for a long time. No. <laughs> no, I so, never did it. Wow. So you'd, you'd be like chatting with a random old guy and you'd say like, I'm a hot girl in yeah. Toronto or something and I want you to come fuck me. And the old men would be like, ooh, yeah, I'd love then, to. Yeah. And then Speaking like, of reality shows, there's that a whole show based on that. Like, that basically... To catch a predator wouldn't exist without that kind of preliminary early internet days. That's true. Do you remember any really uh, particular interactions on with with these old horny men? Um, I just it was a lot. Like this was a normal thing to do every single day, basically. You know what I mean? Every single day. Yeah, like you would get home from school and do it. Were there people that you'd chat with, even though you were fucking with them? 
when it's when you stop chatting with them, did you kind of miss them? Yes. And like I would also like make friends with people and like go back to keep having cyber sex with these people. <laughs> but then I would write down their email addresses and shit, like however I could contact, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I remember my mom coming up to me and being like <laughs> Um, I noticed you wrote down an email address beside the computer. Do you know what 69 means? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Just uh, my friend's email. She's like, okay. But little does she know that was like a man. You know what I mean? Weird. <laughs> That's so but I guess funny. it's reflective of, you know, <clears throat> you were self-assured and smart and you weren't ever, you weren't being manipulated. You were manipulating them. I think, yeah, I mean, it was like we we both knew what we were getting out of this in a weird way. You right. know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. So, like, you were kind of, it was almost medical. You were taking care of men <laughs> who needed yeah. to be, like, it's sort of like when, you know, when, like, it's a terrible era, but women, when they used to say women were acting hysterical, mm-hmm. they would go to the doctor and the doctor would frig them or whatever. Really? What is that? You never heard of that? No. No. Well, they would do stuff it's to really their disturbing. clitoris so that they would have an organ. Well, it's it's very disturbing and dark and weird, but it's also disturbing because their husbands didn't know shit and didn't give them orgasms because oh, they were yeah. selfish. And right. Right, right. And it was, this was like very fundamentalist Christian America, I think where they didn't do foreplay. They right. just like pumped and that was it. They could have used us back then. And so hey, they'd guys. be like, what's wrong with this woman? So they, she's acting hysterical, like very sexist, very misogynist time. Wow. And then they'd go to a doctor and the doctor would frig them. So it's is almost frig like them a term or is that just, yeah, Really? So medically, I mean, I think it's slang, but it's like medically they would basically masturbate them. So Tim was doing that service yeah. to weird old men on the other side of the uh, online. I think that's nice. That's like it's like palliative care or something. There's something sort of beautiful about it. I wonder if I wonder if any dying man in palliative care has ever been jacked off <laughs> right near the end there on Yahoo Pool. Yeah. And just to Thanks, be clear, son. we're not, you know, obviously... Oh, God, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> this, this is like a really... Wait, I can't jerk off this old man. He's my son. <laughs> yeah, like that old joke. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't. Uh, why did the, Why could the doctor not jack off the old man? Um, and we're not obviously endorsing any of that. The old men thought you were a babe and you were playing a trick on them. We're not we're not on the but side of these. But you think that the old men. men knew the truth, but they were using you to maybe, play the game. Maybe back then when the internet first started, we didn't know the truth, you know what I yeah. mean? Maybe. I'm gonna and the believe, old man was like, "God damn, I'm really talking yeah. to a chick here." <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to believe the old men thought you were a adult chick. I'm uh, sure woman. some did. For that sure. makes it a bit healthier in our mind it to does. a degree. Yes. In fact, there's arguably nothing wrong with it. But I you. do think it's funny them. slash I'm providing dark. a service. Well, I just mean on their yeah, part, providing if, the service. if they say, hey, I'd love to cyber sex with an adult woman, and a, they someone's going, I'm an adult woman, uh, let's do it. Yeah. You know, I guess that's fine. Exactly. Let's see. Hmm. Where can I find an adult woman to chat to? Oh, maybe the <laughs> Cannibal Corpse uh, <laughs> Yahoo chat. <laughs> uh, the Slayer Fan Club. <laughs> 
How did those chat rooms work? Like, it would just be a bunch okay. of people appearing in like a text, like text scrolling. Yeah, down, I think right? there was like a lobby with everybody, and there, right. and then you could like choose to like start a game of pool. And the thing was, the pool actually was fun. It was a great like game. I think of I might pool. have gone on a chat like that a few times, but I Wait, didn't get into I bet it. You did literally pool, yeah, like billiards, like with a stick and yeah. balls. So you'd you know play like it online. Yes. Oh. So you could you could just play pool with people, which was fine. But then you could also be like, you know, yeah, you know, Phil, you know, how big is it? How big is it? I'm all bent over and scrunched up right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I know you're yeah. good. At that you know, too. you know. Yeah, I, I, I typing I, like it's hot in here. Yeah, it's getting <laughs> hot in here. You know what? I already can tell you're good. You're good at that. I am. Yeah, James has a boner. Yeah, well, the thing I, is, is like it's so right funny. Place. Like I like at the beginning, Tim was like, "Are you ever worried that it, the camera, the light might be shone back at you, the evil <laughs> man?" And then instantly he's like, "Here's how I'm a fucking evil man." <laughs> like right away he goes hard as hell. <laughs> yeah. Tim is hard as hell. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Thank you. Finally. But, Finally. but yeah, if I ever need someone to give me phone sex kind of thing, pretending to be yeah, someone else, yeah. I know who to call. Absolutely. Or I'll even tips. It. Like you could teach a class. I could. That's actually you know? a good idea. I'm a Virgo. There's I'm some stand-ups who don't do much stand-up really, but they're already teaching stand-up classes. Now, don't get me started on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. Um, yeah. You could do that because you're not a big phone sex person, but you've got the skills. I would like the opportunity to do phone sex. If anybody working at a phone sex place is hiring or something, I think I could really clean up and do well. You, Make both yeah, of us a yeah. lot of money. You're definitely the first person I heard use the term nut as a verb. Right. right. Really? Tim's the first person I ever heard say that. Like, I'm oh. going to nut. Oh, I don't know. That's an for old me, like for me. That's because you didn't grow up listening to rap. That's I don't right. Think. <laughs> no, I was. I all, heard nut from like Ice Cube. I think because uh, I'm. You know, I grew up listening to Weezer. Right. They the never talk. Yeah. They never say they're. Gonna What's nut. with these homies nutting on my girl? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. No, there's nothing like that on uh, Blue Album, Pinkerton, mm-hmm. even Green Album. Hmm. Yeah, no no reference to nutting, surprisingly. Not even in Pinkerton. I'm no. tired of having... Of nutting? Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired <laughs> of nutting. Yeah. No. That song's really good. <laughs> it is good. I cannot like you. <laughs> so please. Hello. I'm here. I'm, I'm nutting. nutting. Oh. There you go. So it's also, this is being released on 420. That's right. Oh, shit. And Tim is a huge hippie pothead. I don't think I'd say that. <laughs> yeah, you're not a hippie. No, I'm not. I'm just joking. But I've, you, have, you do have a bandana that has pot leaves on it. I do. Yeah, I do. I'm going to I'm going to wear it this 420. Nice. Tim, don't you have a funny story about weed getting delivered to your house and you ended up becoming friends with the mailman? When the government started selling us weed, 
and they and it would just come in the mail like in it comes to like a mailman brings it to your house so a few uh, a couple years ago a mailman came and i had on a rob zombie t-shirt <laughs> and i answered the door he gave me my package which he knew was weed and then he started talking to me about rob zombie and the halloween movie mm-hmm. he's like i'm such a big fan of that movie and i was like oh me too and then he basically like invited himself over to hang out with me and watch movies. The how did man. he invite himself over? Um, like, how did that work? He had like because you're a pretty private hair. guy. Yeah, I don't know. It just kind of happened. It was all of a sudden he had long like, hair. Oh, you know, like what we should do that sometime, like that kind of thing. You know and what, what did I mean? you do? You were did you I was feel? Like, yeah, yeah, great. So you kind of were like into him, like yeah. I was very into. You just clicked. We just clicked. What can I say? He had a long white ponytail. He seemed like a cool oh. mailman. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's cool. He knew what Rob Zombie was. So I was like, yeah, let's hang out. Do you really like the Rob Zombie Halloween movie? No, but I really feel strongly about the first Rob Zombie solo album. I think is really good. With right. Dragula? Dragula, yeah. yeah. So what happened to the mailman friendship? Nothing. That's why this isn't that interesting, oh. is that he just disappeared and he never came over. He didn't like hanging out with you anymore. At the time, it seemed like a funny story to me that you had like a pothead mailman who just started hanging out with you. But It seemed like a funny story to me, too, hmm. which is why I tried to do this for stand-up for a while, but then I stopped because no one laughed at it. <laughs> <laughs> Before we get to our evil man, Chris and I together and Tim all want to mention that there is a Patreon for this podcast. You can check it out at patreon.com slash evil men. So if you go to this website and you sign up for just a few bucks a month, you get two bonus episodes a month which are some of our funnest, funniest episodes. There's a big, huge backlog of old episodes you can go listen to. There's some really funny, goofy ones. <clears throat> so check it out. It also helps us and supports us, and we're, we appreciate it so much. Everybody who's already on the Patreon, thank you. We really, really appreciate it. Um, oh, and if you join the Patreon as well, you get to join our Discord, which is like a big chat room. Um, Chris and I are on there all the time. I don't think Mike understands how to get on, so he isn't on there very much. But Chris and I are on all the time, and we love chatting with everybody. It's a fun community. So check it out. Patreon.com slash evil men. Also, spread the word, because the more money we make off of Patreon, it's all going into an account so that hopefully soon, eventually, we can buy the evil men Ferrari. Yes, I know. It's both. That's the yeah. All of us, uh, Mike, James, and I are huge hot rod fans and (laughs) love to drive really fast. Mm, Yes, especially Mike. Especially Mike. So, yeah. Please, we really, really need these hot rods. Please. Thanks, Tim. Tim. Beep beep. Beep, beep. <laughs> so, Tim, with you being a guest, uh, we Thank asked... You for having me. Yes, and we're loving it. Good. We asked you, who do you want to choose as your evil man? Right. Evil and, man. And don't forget to talk into that mic, Tim. There you go. I'm talking into the mic. Um, when you asked me who to do for evil man, you know, I mm-hmm. evil man, I wasn't quite sure who to pick. Yeah, it's I, a big question. 
You had some good suggestions, mm-hmm. which I think are valid and good. I got them from our Discord. If uh, we have a whole section on the Discord of topic suggestions, I, think, I go um, through it every t- every time. I barely even say comfortable saying this, but I think the Frank D'Angelo suggestion is really good. But yes. I also don't think we should talk about him. Because he's not evil. He's not evil. There's no way. There's nothing. No, he's never. No. He's so cool because he makes so many good movies and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, so many good choices. It's absolutely criminal that he hasn't won a CSA. Yes, it is. You're right. The CSA is here. Canadian Screen Awards have just come and passed, and no mention of Frank. Right? No. And what the hell is going? Anyway, I can't even go there. But yes, I did throw out the possibility of Frank D'Angelo as a. Oh, and he might become the mayor. And he might become the mayor. Yes. If he becomes the mayor, I will come here and I will S both of your D's. How about that? Okay, you're I'm on. Confident. You're on. I may hold you to that. I, now I don't want him to be mayor. Don't say that. That's <laughs> hurtful. Oh, sorry, Tim. <laughs> so, Tim. So, okay. So You went down the list with your finger. We went down the list. So I ran down the list with my fat little finger, <laughs> leaving a fat grease stain all the way down. Uh, on your laptop. <laughs> on my phone. Yeah, yeah. Which is covered in grease as it is. Yeah. Uh, so, we're going to do... Yeah, you know Grease with John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John? The musical theater production? Yeah. I thought that was about your phone at first. <laughs> no. It's actually Grease about- is Tim's phone. It's Tim's phone. <laughs> it's Tim's phone. Okay, sorry, guys. That's, we're really dragging this out. So what we're going to do for Evil Men today is we're going to do the one and only Johnny Depp. Yes. Oh, he's evil, but he was in Cry Baby. <laughs> no? Well, we're going to find out if he's evil. Edward Scissorhands? Oh, shit. You know, I meant to like work on a Johnny Depp impression before uh, we recorded, and I forgot. Well, one what time we had Johnny Depp on like, yeah, a live of, show. Yeah, Tom Henry portrayed him. Tom he Henry did a, great did a impression. perfect, perfect Johnny Depp. But he sort of he sort of talks like that, right? He's a little bit in that sort of zone. Yes. Yeah, that Maybe, is, that's uh, Johnny Depp. Uh, yeah. yeah, Johnny Depp. Well, let me tell you guys about Johnny Depp, and I'll tell you a little bit about his life and career and some of the bad things he's done, and we can judge him from our moral high ground. I would love to. I've known of Johnny Depp since 21 Jump Street. Damn, since the fucking 80s. Yeah, and then because I was a little kid, and it was on Fox, I believe, and all these weird fun shows were on Fox, and then also retroactively a few years later found out that he was... A teen in the first Nightmare on Elm Street movie. It is funny back in those days. Now I don't think any of the networks like, well, other than HBO, they're all kind of the same. But it's true. Back in the late 80s, early 90s, Fox was really like the crazy network with trashy, but also like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Married with Children, like before The Simpsons, I think, Married with Children was their big flagship, like rude humor. And you wouldn't have seen that on like NBC with like the cosby show yeah you wouldn't see a guy being like mm, no pig yeah or whatever yeah, yeah. that joke is yeah. remember al bundy al bundy would be a great evil man on some episode yeah right. but we would i think have to watch like two or three episodes together beforehand yeah um but remember al bundy had a basically a men's rights group called yes. no ma'am right he did very prescient and yeah. remember on the on <laughs> Remember um, Al Bundy had a neighbor, too, I guess, Marcy, and then she had sort of a cuck husband who was like, yes, dear. She had two. she had a handsome husband. Yeah, she had, right? yeah. I always liked this, the earlier husband of Marcy better. 
yeah. than the hot That's guy. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. He so, was mm. Johnny Depp. Johnny he, but Depp. all that was about married with children. All that was about married not with children. Johnny. Yeah, separate. Okay. Not sure if there's a if there's a Johnny Depp two married with children connection, connection. Let us know. He's probably been at parties with Christina Applegate. Definitely. Oh, there's probably right. a thing. So Johnny Depp was born in 1963 in Kentucky. His mom was a waitress, and his dad was a civil engineer. I could see Johnny having a waitress mom. He's very like American um, Route 66 right. kind of Bruce vibe. Springsteen genes. Yeah. And waitress is also a musical play like Grease. Tim, Grease is what the, the word. hell? See, the it's word. all coming back together. Now, here's a sad thing. Johnny's parents... Sad already, I eh? don't want to hear something sad, James. Tell me something good. Well, his parents divorced. No! I'm sorry. His parents divorced. Someone coming from a divorce, that fucks you up. Absolutely. I've actually heard that it doesn't. There there are studies now that show that you're fine if your parents get divorced. Really? Um, Oh. Did you guys have... uh, a lot of friends who had divorced parents when you were kids? I'm from a divorce. Oh, right. Duh. He's just got to look in the fucking mirror. Man. You're right. Yeah. I totally blanked on that. But but now what Tim said, I have nothing to blame all my <laughs> issues on. Oh, so before I'm you just could... a fool. <laughs> so you'd be like 25 and drinking too much or something and be mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's tough. My parents got divorced. Yeah. yeah. I can't <laughs> stop eating chips because <laughs> my parents divorced when I was two years old. <laughs> Stop laughing so hard. Sorry. It was just a funny joke. My parents divorced and my real dad is dead now. Okay, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, that's very sad, but... uh, so I'm not. But anyways, Johnny Depp. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tell us something happy about Johnny Depp. Well, after the divorce, this is kind of happy. Actually, this is really happy. Okay. He was handsome mm-hmm. as a youth. He moved. His parents divorced. Johnny moves around America with his mom. Eventually, they settle in Florida, and Johnny's mom married Robert Palmer. Did you know that? What? Wow. Yeah. Where'd you get that information? Wikipedia. Huh. Whoa. So, I mean, I wish we had a. We got to hire a producer to like fact check everything, but that's what it mm-hmm. said in fucking mm-hmm. Wikipedia. Is, which one's Robert Palmer? Is he addicted to love? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Might as well yeah, face yeah. it. You're addicted to Johnny Depp's mom. Oh my God, Chris. I'm not kidding. I literally wrote that down as a joke. Nice. Wow. I said, you might know him from his hit song, Might as well face it. I'm addicted to Johnny Depp's mom. Oh my God. Dun, dun, dun. So, dun, dun, I'm not trying to be dun. a pig here, but I guess Johnny Depp's mom must have been. Really hot. You're going to date a rock star out of nowhere? Uh, I'm going to look it up. Anytime someone might possibly be hot, I got to look it up. Yeah, look up Johnny Depp's mom. Okay, here's the thing. Johnny Depp dropped out of high school at the age of 16 to become a rock star. Oh, how did that go? Well, you know what? I remember my friends in high school uh, were in a band, and they played shows with Sum 41 before they were famous. And Sum 41, the guys were all like, yeah, we all dropped out of high school to do this band and my, my friends were like you guys are fucking stupid you're dropping out of high school to start a pop punk band as it turns out they became really rich and one of them married avril lavigne i think so yeah anyway but yes johnny dropped out of high school at the age of 16 to become a rock star now chris i think wow. you're gonna this this part's pretty funny i think so johnny depp tried to go back to high school but his principal told him you know what don't Follow your dreams of becoming a musician. 
Isn't that the worst principle you've ever heard that of in your fucking life? Like a lie told by Johnny Depp. I'm just going to say, too, that th- I, I did some research from Wikipedia, but not all. So don't judge me. I didn't get all my information from there. This is a judge-free zone. Ho- however, it did say in the Wikipedia this principal story where Johnny Depp goes, actually, principal, I want to come back to school. And the principal goes, uh, don't you shouldn't, son. Try to start a band. Maybe this is what it's like in Florida. If you live in Florida, yeah. Wait, you Bruno. said that Johnny oh my was God. what sixty years old, right? That sounds to me like I tried to go back to school, but the principal told me to keep rocking. That sounds like it's like what he typical said. Typical yeah. boomer bullshit <laughs> that these people can't fucking stop spewing out of their stupid mouth. <laughs> oh yeah. my yes. Stop fucking lying to us all the time. Yep. Stop living in this fantasy world you created for yourselves. Yep. You're not cool. Yeah. The principal did not say that to you. Yep. Shut up. Go dig your own grave and die in it so the real world can get our fucking shit together here. <laughs> you boomer scum. Yes. So Johnny Depp you know is what? a boomer? I I watched a video recently on Twitter of like... Johnny Depp is uh, not Gen X? <laughs> Chris Ever, is looking at a phone. <laughs> I watched a video recently where it showed a clip of a hippie guy from the 70s being interviewed and like, well, why does everybody care about jobs and money and stuff? And it's like, you know, being really like, I'm evolved beyond everyone else. And it's because like, yeah, back then you could buy a house for like $60,000 or something. Yeah. And like the highest tax rate was like 80% on the richest people. And there was a better social safety net. So you guys fucked everything up. Thanks a lot. Anyway. So I have no patience for stories like I tried to go back to the school, but the principal told me I was too cool of a super stud. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. I, I love hate it. that shit. So uh, in 1980... Johnny did. He he's he's dropped out of school. He's playing in bands. He was in a band called The Kids. Hmm. Um, they had some modest local. There was already a Swedish punk band called The Kids. Johnny, you should have looked it up, idiot. Damn. They had a little bit of modest local success in Florida, so they moved to L.A. and they changed their name to Six Gun Method. In addition to being in the band, Johnny worked a variety of odd jobs, including telemarketing. Oh, he's just like me. Would you be interested in having your air ducts cleaned? Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah, by how you. How do you say no to that? In the early 80s, Depp got married and divorced really young. The kids broke up. He briefly joined a band called the Rock City Angels. Kind of a lame-ass name, hey? Yes. Hmm. I'm starting to notice a thread of lame-ass shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, Depp's in LA. He's young. And get this. I guess he was just cool i think he might have just he wasn't famous but he was just cool and he got introduced to cool people he gets introduced to nicholas cage in the early 80s how about that sorry the kids punk band was from belgium oh thank you for clearing that up okay so he meets nicholas cage in belgium no (laughs) in la and then what happens when they're together well get this they become drinking buddies yeah and cage says like johnny you gotta pursue acting. Johnny, Cage. my principal told me I had to rock and roll too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Depp We is, need snakeskin boots, dude. Yeah. And Johnny was like a little bit interested in acting because he read the biography of James Dean and liked Rebel Without a Cause. That's lame too. <laughs> yeah. And then I got a Rebel Without a Cause poster for my apartment. <laughs> Like, don't be such a basic dink. But because Johnny was hot and cool. He is hot and cool. 
he got a role on Nightmare on the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Do you know that, Tim? You're a big horror guy, and Chris too. I just we said did, it. Yeah. Oh, earlier. I'm sorry, I didn't yeah. hear you say it <laughs> on on the podcast or off the podcast. Uh, right? Yeah, earlier. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. When yeah. you listen to it back, you'll hear. It I'll hear it the first time. I'll edit it out, so oh, it looks like I'm right and Chris is wrong. <laughs> Keep all this in. So yeah, he was one of Freddy Krueger's victims. He was. He gets sucked into the bed, and then a spurt, a spurting a geyser. geyser of blood squirts all over his covers his wall. Whoa! I mean his ceiling. Yeah, and his girlfriend Nancy's like, "Where? Hello? Where are you? Uh, oh, 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 where's oh, my oh, boyfriend? Oh, oh, the, oh. the principal said he can't go back to school. He's yeah. too cool." <laughs> Yeah, imagine like a kid. Yeah, being like, yeah, the principal actually told me I can't come back because I'm just <laughs> Freddy Krueger magnetism. Said, and Freddy Krueger said, "Where's your guitar, Johnny? Time to shred." <laughs> Where's your guitar, bitch? <laughs> yeah, I'm actually the one who got Freddy Krueger to start calling people bitch. <laughs> um, so Johnny, at this point, he wasn't even that interested in acting, but he kept getting roles. Hey, yeah. must be nice. Must be nice. Yeah, we're over here. Honking on Bobo. I've never heard that expression before. I have. Oh, never heard honking on Bobo? No. It's good. So, you know, he's just hot stuff. He gets cast in 21 Jump Street, which Chris saw, and he became like an 80s idol. Around this time, the holy trinity of grunge heartthrobs was River Phoenix, Keanu Reeves, and Johnny Depp. Wow. What about Matt Dillon? Would you put him in that holy trinity? I don't know that I... No. I don't think I would. Maybe you're right. Maybe he's an outsider of that. But those three Outside are Outside looking in, OLI. I wonder who else is an <laughs> OLI for holy trinity of grunge heartthrobs. Maybe us. Um, Eddie us? Furlong? Edward Furlong? Yeah. I just no, that's Terminator. a bit later. And he was a kid, like a little kid. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, but I'm still throwing him in. <laughs> Tim pretended to be him on Yahoo. Yeah. It's me, Eddie Furlong. <laughs> How big is your dick? Oh, I tripped and my pants fell down. <laughs> oh, no. I'm being terminated. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. God. This is awful. An awful episode. That's good. Okay, so Keanu, okay, so there's River, three, three handsome boys. Johnny Depp. Seattle. And Jay. Yeah, I can see that. They yeah. all wore like ruddy jeans, white tees, motorcycles. Well, oh, I don't know. About, I mean, nah. I was going to say Corey Feldman, but no. No, dude. But that's a point. different era. These You're right. The two Corys. Feldman and Haim were like mid a slight generation before. You're right. They were like early mid 80s, and these guys are like late 80s, yeah. early 90s. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I really miss the whole grunge thing. But also. It's coming back. But also the holy trinity that you just mm-hmm. mentioned there. Uh, what also is different between Feldman and Haim is they did cool indie flicks. Oh, the the, the grunge guys. Yeah, the grunge boys. Yes. They had yes. cre- they had actual acting cred. You're right. right. Whereas the other guys were like 17 pinups at best. And just did like cutesy movies. Yeah. Uh, right. I have here like when the 90s hit, Johnny was like, I don't want to be a teen idol anymore. And he picked interesting roles. He did a John Waters movie. He did Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, he did Benny and June. Oh yeah, I where know. he's like a guy obsessed with Buster Keaton or something. Yeah, mm. yeah, but then he also imitates the uh, dancing was bun or potato scene. Was like he mentally Chaplin. handicapped in that movie? I'm not joking. 
I think <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I thought maybe he was. I'm laughing at you think... saying I'm not joking. Well, I'm not making light. I of don't that, think he is, is but I think his love interest in the film is. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> is so, that Mary Elizabeth Mastroianni? I don't know. I don't know. That can't. Be, you don't actually mean. I that. don't know. Okay, because that would be quite a movie. Well, to fall in love with that character, you'd have to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Special. How about Chocola? Any Chocola? That's a bit later. Yeah. We haven't gotten to Chocola yet. So Edward Scissorhands is when he solidified himself as a Tim Burton darling. Yes. Totally. And interestingly enough, his first main big true love mm-hmm. was also Tim Burton darling early on in Beetlejuice, Winona Ryder. Ah. Exactly, Chris. Who also played Edward Scissorhands' girlfriend. Now, here's oh, yeah. perhaps one thing that could be the first really bad arguably you know kind of weird thing johnny depp did uh when he pre- when he started dating winona Ryder, he was 26 and she was 17 that's, that's not great wild. johnny depp got a tattoo that said winona forever and he changed it to wino forever after they broke up let me check that name that age thing this is a really bizarre episode that features a lot of what you don't believe the? I actually read it in two different sources that he started dating Winona when she was seventeen. I believe it. Um, in the eighties, Johnny was also engaged to Jennifer Grey from Dirty Dancing. Remember her? Oh, yeah, yeah. And Sherilyn Fenn from Twin Peaks. Yeah, his career went from like Teen Idol to interesting movies. He's a huge star. He's like good looking. Now he has the indie cred as well. And it kind of culminated in 2003 when he appeared in Pirates of the Caribbean. Winona Ryder was born Chris, in 71. You can't just start talking. <laughs> what? What were you saying? <laughs> sorry. I, really, I am really sorry. No, it's okay. Go ahead. Winona Ryder was born in 71. So, so she they, met Johnny Depp in 88. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I read in two different places that like it was lists of like, what's the worst thing Johnny Depp has done? And it was like he started dating Winona Ryder when she was 17. Let's uh, fast forward to 2003. Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. Johnny Depp played Captain Jack Sparrow. Huge hit. Everybody loved him. Remember he was nominated for an Academy Award? No. <clears throat> he was. For what? Captain Jack Sparrow? Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? Is that crazy? That must have been a pretty uh, chill year for films. <laughs> yeah. So this He's just like, like isn't he just doing an impression of Keith Richards? Yes. Apparently it was it was Keith Richards mixed with Charlie Chaplin or something, or someone like that. Keith Richards mixed with some other someone else. Cool. Um but yeah, that put his career into a new gear. There's been five Pirates of the Caribbean movies. The franchise has grossed Which over, we know Mike loves. Which I was gonna say, shockingly, Mike likes. Yeah. Mike likes the pirates. Mike the admitted kid? on another episode recently that he's he saw them all in the theater. Oh, the Kraken. We were talking about the Kraken. Yeah, but that's a stunner that, that Mike would like any silly movie. There Absolutely. is no way to ever completely figure Mike out. No, he's an enigma. He's an enigma more than Johnny Depp. By the way, Pirates of the Caribbean has grossed uh, the franchise has grossed four point five billion. It's the fifteenth highest grossing film series of all time. Wow. Which seems low. To well, they're me. so good <laughs> and beautiful to look at. Uh, by 2012, Depp was one of the world's biggest movie stars. Um, he was the highest-paid actor. Wow! And he was earning okay. like 75 million a year. Yeah. But 
his career kind of started to turn yeah. downhill with a particular movie. Can mm-hmm. you guys? It was in 2015. Do you remember what movie I'm talking about? There was a Johnny. Oh, uh, yeah, The Lone Ranger. Well, definitely, but I'm thinking of another oh. one that that uh, people really I had fun making fun that. of. Okay, well, I don't know. Mordecai. Oh, oh remember all God. of a sudden everybody's yes, like, do. "What the hell is Mordecai?" Yes. Um, yeah, and the, and the Mordecai um, promo assumed. That we would be so jazzed simply by the word Mordecai <laughs> and Johnny Depp with a giant mustache. Yeah, just being like, I'm a bit whimsical. Yeah. We know. <laughs> yeah, we have we know at this point. And then also, it was just like the whole like PR campaign was just like, Mordecai's coming. And everyone was like, <laughs> aren't you what? glad? Yeah, like, what the fuck do you want from us? <laughs> So, yeah, that is funny, though. Lone Ranger was, I think, before that. But he played Tonto, which is not yes. good. Right. We'll get to his Native and American then he, uh, And then, issues. like, Army Hammer, who also could be on this episode. Yes. Or on this podcast, uh, was playing the Lone Ranger. But clearly, Depp tried to usurp him or whatever by putting a giant dead crow on his head. So it's like, this is my costume. I just felt like it was like, wow, you're not even going to let this younger guy star in this movie as the Lone Ranger. Well, why don't we go it's gonna be like to, the Tonto movie. to the little section here of uh, some weird stuff Depp has done regarding that. So in two separate interviews, Depp has claimed to have Native American ancestry. Oh, then whatever. Forget but what I was saying. He said, quote, I guess I have some Native Americans somewhere down the line. My great-grandmother was quite a bit of Native American. She grew up Cherokee or maybe Creek Indian. So Cree? Make, yeah. It says, according to the, what I wrote, it was Creek. Depp's <laughs> claim came under scrutiny, though, when uh, a magazine wrote that Depp had never inquired about his heritage or been recognized as a member of the Cherokee Nation. So this led to criticism from the Native American community because Depp has no documented Native ancestry, and the Native community leaders consider him to not be one of them. Um, and here he is walking around like Tonto. Yeah, I'm, uh, I There's think I've got some Native head. American in me. So then, yeah. exactly, when he portrayed Tonto, it was like heavily criticized. And he also uh, ha- had a rock band called Tonto's Giant Nuts, which people didn't like either. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing you can do with that. Yeah. It's just as is. Yeah. So that's maybe one another little mark for I've always Johnny thought Dem- there was uh, indigenous blood in me because I, when I'm on my motorcycle, I feel like a free spirit. <laughs> <laughs> the same guy who makes up the story that his principal said he was too cool to stay in high school yeah. would right. also make up that he has Native American ancestry. Absolutely. He's, he's got some similarities to Anthony Kiedis, I think. Oh, yeah? Well, just that, because I think Anthony Kiedis is like, oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think, I don't know. It's just like, it's kind of like what you're saying, James. It's like Hollywood white guys from that time, they have this weird sort of like, they're all like these neo Jim Morrison, like, yes, fucking right. fake lords of the wizards of the planet. Like, it's so embarrassing. Yeah. Um, like, do you remember his supergroup with Alice Cooper and Joe Perry called Hollywood Vampires? 
Yes. Remember it. I saw a poster for it a few years ago on my way to uh, Palm Springs. They were advertising like a billboard and it was really funny. Wow. There's footage online that you could see of Johnny Depp doing like guitar solos on stage. Yeah, and it's and he, very basic. Yeah, like it's not you're not like, oh shit, he's, he's just bending really a string good. like over and over again, like I have Ew. to I have to tell you something. Oh my god. In twenty nineteen, yeah. I went and saw um I saw Aerosmith in Las Vegas for my uh brother in law's wedding. Okay? Oh my god. At that show, in the middle of the show, Aerosmith goes, all right, everybody, we've got a special guest. Please welcome Johnny Depp. You saw Johnny Depp playing guitar. I did. Oh, my God. Johnny Depp comes out with Aerosmith, and everyone goes insane, and then he plays a song with Aerosmith and then leaves. Wow. And how was he? He, It wasn't good. Like You can actually look it up on YouTube. Every time they come to our apartment, we watch this clip of Johnny Depp coming out with Aerosmith. It's just them in Las Vegas in 2019. He comes out, noodles a little bit on his guitar. It doesn't look like it's plugged in or anything. And then he leaves. So it's all his whole rock career is bullshit. Is rock stars uh, like being beside rock stars. He's like a yeah. poser. Yes. Yeah. Like they're just like placating to him because he's Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. And it's Alice Cooper and Joe, Joe Perry? Joe, yeah. Joe Perry. From yeah. And that's his band? Yes. Yeah, Hollywood Vampires. Good God. There was, I think in his trial, in the Amber Heard trial at some point, it came out that like the band is not popular and makes no money. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. they, they basically just do it for fun. Um, right, because he had to defend yeah. how much money he had. You know, it's weird too how... They I, play huge theaters in like Vegas. And, I'm sorry, James. I'm no, so no, sorry. No, no, no. I apologize. No, not at all. But yeah, I love that. It's they don't make shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, too, how I feel like in the last 20 years, as Johnny Depp has gotten older and less attractive and more out of shape, he's leaned further and further into, like, the rock and roll, um, like, fashion. Aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wears that floppy hat yeah. with 3,000 necklaces. Yeah. Too many rings. Bandanas. Bracelets. But he wasn't doing that yeah. in the 90s, I don't think, when he actually was young. and He's kind of dressing like if Captain Jack Sparrow... Walked into a rock and roll head shop on like Hollywood <laughs> Boulevard. Divorced. Yeah. And they turn him into a rocker. Please, can you sell me 50 necklaces? <laughs> I could just give you a few other weird things Johnny's done before we get to the Amber Heard trial. He came to defense of Roman Polanski when he was under house arrest. <laughs> he was really like okay. against them punishing him. And he said, quote, why, why now? Obviously... There's something going on somewhere. Somebody made a deal with someone. Maybe there was a little money involved, but why now? Like Speaking of money. Oh, yeah, and he said very clearly he's proven he's not a predator. Speaking okay. of money, well, he made that movie with Roman Polanski in the late 90s. What one? It's called like The Ninth Gate or something like that. Really? That was Roman Polanski? I think that movie so. That was really bad, I think. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Maybe I know more about Johnny Depp than I'm adding to contributing to this. Oh. But I did read like... I have a few other things like I read a couple of big Vanity Fair articles about him and they're always embarrassing. And one was way before the controversy. It came out probably about 10, uh, 12 years ago, at least. 
But the journalist for Vanity Fair goes and hangs out with him on a giant yacht. And remember, this is when Johnny Depp was buying like an island by, he had an island by Marlon Brando's island because they became friends. He's just party animal, party animal. So he's like, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? And then it's like, when he kept telling this, this anecdote from this article I read was his daughter, he's kept talking about when his daughter's being born, he put the ghetto blaster up to birth process like i don't know how close it was to the vagina or the baby in general but he kept holding his ghetto blaster up and playing this like deep cut like keith richards song so i think it's so funny it's like you picture like the baby's not born yet so he keeps rewinding the song and hitting play again but could you imagine being the woman that's having johnny depp's baby and he's making sure this stupid fucking rock song is playing while you're going through this birth pain and everything that's Really so I lame. think that had to be added to this episode because that's oh, I'm a, glad you said it. Yeah, that's really lame. That's a really dumb thing. So that's in a Vanity Fair article where he's really, basically every interview I've read, he tries. He's really trying to portray cool as hell. Yes. yes, and it just ends up being an embarrassing. So the later one I read, which was I think also just pre the Amber Heard stuff, was talking about his finances. And how he's pretty much broke. Mm-hmm. And how his accountant said Johnny Depp literally has an issue with just constantly, constantly buying anything he wants. Well, let me give you... And some- has no co- no concept of where his bank account's at. And he actually gets like into fights with his accountant when his accountant tries to do any kind of like... Do you have that there? Uh, yeah, it came out in the trial that he owns three islands... Okay, I he thought it was more than one, yeah. $35,000 a month on wine. It's even more than me. Sounds, yeah, I was going to yeah, say. Uh, yeah. You're not Johnny Depp yet. You're not a Hollywood uh, yet. vampire yet. He owns 14 residences around the world. Okay. And apparently he lost $650 million to financial mismanagement by his former business managers. Maybe that's... <laughs> what the article was about it's yeah. still great like it's clearly someone who's just like yeah buy that house i want yeah. it like he has 14 yeah they said they the ba- the article was like about yeah i think he had some legal issues where he was being ripped off by an old financial advisor but the financial advisor was also like he can't control himself and has no concept of how much money he has yeah yep like it's literally like he's got a kid's brain that's really funny a kid, that. a kid's, a kid who thinks they're like Hunter S. Thompson, yeah. Tom Waits, Keith Richards, but really is just like this bloating old actor who's like, yeah, walking around with fifty necklaces, looking like Aunt Barb, <laughs> <laughs> being like, hey, everybody like to do cocaine and drink all night, and everyone's like, no, we're we got work to do, dude. Did you ever see that there was a hidden video uh, of him arguing with Amber Heard? I guess she was recording in the kitchen and it's them having a fight. And it's so funny. It's like Johnny Depp puts down the biggest goblet you've ever seen and angrily grabs a bottle of red wine and fills it right up to the top of this basically a pint glass in the middle of like their fight and like storms off of this like pint of wine. It's really funny. That's well, what wine guys do. Yeah, I do. Didn't Tom do that joke? He came out on stage oh, yeah. dressed as Johnny Depp with like a goblet of wine. Yes. Yeah. Um, awesome. here's, here's just a couple other little weird 
notes of that Johnny did. He was accused of verbal abuse and throwing a bottle at Ellen Barkin. Who does that to Ellen Barkin? I mean. Seriously. Um, and he gave a quote where he compared doing photo shoots to having the R word happen to you, <laughs> oh, which man. is, you know, not very sensitive. So should we get to the Amber Heard trial? Let's go. And Tim, you and your wife, Rebecca, major shout out to Rebecca. You were saying you guys like followed this decently. Pretty closely, I would think is fair to say. Yep. Um, so yeah, Johnny and Amber Heard married in 2015. Uh, she filed for divorce in 2016 and obtained a restraining order against him saying he had been verbally and physically abusive throughout their relationship, usually under the influence of drugs or alcohol. Depp denied those claims and said she was just trying to get money. Heard then dismissed the restraining order and they issued a joint statement saying that it was just an intense relationship and uh, there was never any intent of physical or emotional harm. But then Amber wrote an op-ed in the Washington Post about abuse that implied Johnny had been abusive. So in 2019, Depp sued Heard because of this article where she accused him of abuse. And uh, Johnny was like, no, you're the one who abused me and your allegations are a hoax against me. And as a consequence, now Disney won't cast me in anything. So you're screwing my career. And then she countersued. All these details came out in the trial that really painted Johnny. I guess it. I guess it painted them both. Both of them kind of negatively. Hey Tim, but depended. Like there was a, people were really divided on whether you thought Johnny was the bad one or, or it was a bit of a mix. I think you can see it that way. I think it was pretty obvious that he was very bad. You mm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes, a lot of women, especially I, as when I would check in on Mm -hmm. the vibe it seemed like a lot of women were pissed off because it was clearly like johnny depp has this way more like tight pr team right really pushing the craziness and insanity of amber heard right and so basically like gaslighting her in worldwide global media basically and and there was i i didn't follow the trial at all but occasionally you'd see clips of him being kind of funny on the witness stand yeah, and people like it because he's cracking jokes about how much he drinks and everything. Oh, did I have, did I have a goblet? <laughs> and I, people are like, <laughs> I don't oh, remember. Johnny. <laughs> yeah. Johnny, I love you. It came out in the trial that in one argument, Depp said that Amber threw a bottle at him and it cut his fingers. And then he wrote a bunch of weird stuff on the walls with his blood. So that's, I've never done that one in a fight. Um, <laughs> you will. Well, yeah, you're not as famous as JD. And even that part seemed untrue. Like he was saying that she threw a bottle and it took off the end of his finger. I Uh, bet you they're both crazy. But he, there's no way his brain is chill. He shouldn't have like won the trial. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It was crazy that he won. I was shocked. The I really PR did machine not think is. He was gonna actually like there. Win. There were the PR thing that they were saying is probably way true because I remember being like, "This is too much." There were some leaked text messages between Johnny Depp and Paul Beth Bettany, right? His friend and Johnny said, "Quote: Let's drown her before we burn her," and I will. F word her burnt corpse afterward to make sure he's she, she's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, 
That's just locker room talk. <laughs> <laughs> That's guys being guys. Um, it's so weird, and he's like in such a famous Marvel show, right? Yeah, like, Paul Bet- Bettany. Yeah, right. He's and he robot really portrays lover. him. He's really got a kind of squeaky image, I think. That actor. But then he's like Johnny Depp's best friend. Yeah, he's probably getting what up to all hell? sorts of nasty. How shit. is that possible? Yeah. Uh, audio was played at the trial where Heard alleged that Johnny Depp headbutted her. There's a video, I think the wine video I'm talking about, and Johnny Depp says, want to see crazy? I'll give you fucking crazy. I got you crazy. All you're crazy. <laughs> you're really good at the impression. Am I? Oh, it's, thank you. It I'm, better I'm, every time. I'm, I'm really yeah. improvising it. Mine sounds British. No, yours is yours good, is too. good too. Yours is good, too. Oh, thank you. Um, so uh, on June 1st of Do last... Do it, Tim. Uh, uh, that's good. Some wine for Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Some wine. That's a great Pour voice, some more wine for Johnny. Pour some wine for Johnny. That'll be him in twenty to th- ten to twenty years. Pour I hope his career wine. bounces back. We, I, I wonder if it will. I'm just joking, but also I do wonder. Um, but also Amber Heard's career got didn't she got taken out of Aquaman or something? Oh yeah, and what about the whole? She pooed. There's poo in the bed thing, and and people had jokes about that, and oh some people God. thought that was insensitive. Yeah. Um, apparently, what happened was they had a penthouse, and he was gonna go to the penthouse, and his bodyguard warned him that there was fecal matter in the bed. Um, and Amber Heard blamed it on the dog, but he was convinced it was her. I don't know why this came out in the trial. Maybe she pooed the bed, or. Did they, was it the implication that she had a bad stomach and just pooed the bed or put poo in the bed? No, or? I don't think it was like that. It was that she did it on purpose. So she if, was... If she did. Oh, to it show that like, she's to oh, fuck unhinged. unhinged. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. if... Uh, hey, I've never pooed the bed, but it could happen someday. I've so done I, I everything else in the bed. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Pee. Some adult adults have a, a random peeing of the bed. I've heard of it... Um, Plenty of times. I haven't done it as an adult. But Liam Neeson. He peed the bed? Well, there's been interviews with Liam Neeson where you can tell that he's peed his pants. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. There's like 10 interviews where he's got, or like 10 pictures online where yeah. Liam Neeson has huge pee stains. His, <laughs> I think he, I wonder yeah. what's up with that. I don't know what's yeah. up with that. He should just talk about it. Yeah. He's got to own it. What's, yeah. How does the Taken monologue go on the Oh, phone? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I will find you and I will kill you. I'm a man of many skills. Yeah, (laughs) I'm a man of many skills. If you do it, if what is it like? If you leave my daughter alone, if you don't, if you take my daughter, I will find you. I will kill you, and I will pee my pants. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) yes. So yeah, June first, twenty twenty-two. Jury comes back after thirteen hours of deliberation. They found that all three statements from Heard's op-ed were false, uh, defamed Depp. And the jury awarded Depp $10 million in compensatory damages and $5 million in punitive damages from Heard. So that must have like wiped out most of her money, maybe? Like That kind of sucks for maybe, her. Maybe, but and the sad part is, is knowing what we know of Johnny Depp, that money's already gone, too. Yeah, and yeah, fucking... Sure. On like some sort of... Some crystal... Yeah, like orb that he saw at a store randomly. And he always yeah. has like other trials going on, too. I, I know, bought like a... Yeah. Punching I, people... I bought a, and stuff. Really? So he's always got like lawyer things going on. He does? Yeah, man. He's always punching people? Yeah. He's like a kid. He has a kid's brain. Yeah. 
Um, I found the uh, the segment from the Vanity Fair article from it's actually 2009. Okay, so cut to songs playing on the yacht, and he goes, "That's Keith Richards, Depp enthuses. He recorded some of these after his 77 heroin bust in Toronto. Shout out to Toronto. Hey, hey what's up? Uh, Why did the Rolling Stones come here so much? They just liked it? Or they liked it. Know. So he's talking about the heroin bust. He goes, he thought he was headed to jail for 30 fucking years for trafficking. Depp, as if recounting a favorite outlaw fable, then goes on to tell how the Ontario Provincial Police and a team of Royal Canadian Mounties stormed into Keith Richards' room while he was sleeping and confiscated 22 grams of heroin. Depp tilts his head toward the hut. Listen to this, he urges, nodding in adoration. Richards, alone on piano, is now singing a haunting rendition of Hoagie Carmichael's The Nearness of You. I played this one from a boombox when Lily Rose was born. Depp says, referring to the day a decade ago when his partner, Vanessa Paradis, the French-born singer and actress, brought their daughter into the world. This is her birth song. She arrived to this man. Oh, God. <laughs> and I remember reading that at a, like a day job I had uh, and being like, good God, picturing Johnny. Like, and I still was like kind of a fan of his then because it wasn't like all this brutal yeah. shit wasn't out yet. But you're like, no, that's fucking cheesy. Standing by your wife or girlfriend giving birth to your child being like listen to this playing the boom box and it, it's sort of a bit cheesy even if the child is born to like beethoven oh yeah but it's way worse that it's the rolling stones it's oh. keith richard's solo on a piano brutal yeah Ugh. like sad and it seems like giving birth looks like it really hurts too it seems you know? like and it. i think his daughter lily rose has like controversy now Damn, well um, is there any other johnny depp nuggets you want to touch on before we pull out the evilometer well he owned the viper room oh right and so and that's where one of the grunge kings that you were talking about river phoenix died right outside the freaking viper room did he after. own it when that happened yeah really and River Phoenix was doing one of those speed balls or whatever they're called, oh. which is what John Belushi died from, too. Don't do those people. Not saying Johnny Depp's connected with that, but it was the Viper Room. Yeah. It's funny when you do go to L.A., that sort of like 80s, 90s rocker Guns N' Roses look. Yeah. You do still see people like that. And it's I've, an L.A. I don't, I don't see them anywhere else in the world that I've been to. But you do see in L.A. like still that kind of Johnny Depp viper room rocker look i feel like me and nathan or someone went into like an expensive store where it was like rock and roll furniture <laughs> and it totally looked like nicholas cage or johnny depp would buy like snakeskin couches there and stuff That's and i and i feel like nathan was asking <laughs> the people who work there like how much is this couch over here and we were just like laughing at the price because it was astronomical That's so but funny. it was like imagine furniture that looked like rock and roll leather jackets and boots and stuff <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's totally it like that motorcycle like yeah rebel without a cause but now jacked up to 90s hair metal guy like yeah it's, it's so like that cheesy. funny uh Kroll show i think uh sketch la deli it was uh, like a it was like a it. guns and roses song but it's like la Dele. and it's like these guys in guns and roses eating at different like la delis <laughs> and getting like meat sandwiches and stuff that's awesome because yeah that is what i think of when i think of la well deli remember sandwich, the uh, really good delis and rockers which and income disparity. which tom petty song was it where johnny depp was 
starred in the video and he's running riding around like with the blue jeans t-shirt shades motorcycle yeah if you watch into the great wide open music video johnny depp is that's the classic like yeah la rocker thing well i think it's time for the now mike usually introduces the evilometer but we'll do it today oh look there's the evilometer and oh my goodness he's got a bunch of scarves on (laughs) and a bunch of rings (laughs) and he's got a big goblet of red wine oh and look the evilometer's wearing my aunt cindy's hat my (laughs) floppy brimmed hat yes so tim the evilometer here, this robot, um, is, is, is here for us to input an evil score right. on each of subject of the podcast. Yes. So 10 is as evil as you can be. Zero is as nice as you can be. Chill. Out of 10, what would you give Johnny Depp? Keep in mind, Hitler's a 10. Sure, yes. Steve Urkel is a 1. Urkel's and, a one? Yeah. And Mike said Chevy Chase was what? Seven. Wow. <laughs> Which feels high to me, but I, I but can't he's speak probably, for him. probably, like Johnny Depp, Chevy Chase is probably worse than we actually know. That's Agreed. the thing. Agreed. There's so many payoffs, back so alley payoffs that we don't know about. He's certainly not a 10. No. Higher than seven, right? Well, that's on the mic scale. I, I'm giving him lower than a seven, I think. But Lower you, than a seven? Well, yeah, because he didn't murder anyone. Not that we know of, though. True, you know. Uh, and it sounds like he's tried. Yeah, you can give your you can give your score based on assuming he's murdered. Yeah, I, I, that's how <laughs> I pretty much operate. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I think Johnny Depp is worth like a seven. I'll give him an eight. Okay. I so I'm my turn. Um, Johnny Depp is very evil. He's according to Tim Gilbert. <laughs> He's definitely become a big loser. Uh, <laughs> Which is a bit evil. And then it seems yeah. like the main things we kind of know is that he may have, it seems like from the trial, he may have been abusive. Mm-hmm. So I can't give him a high evil score. Definitely high on the, on a loser scale, but on an evil scale, I think I got to give him a, 2.9 what i know that's crazy but he you know he hasn't murdered anyone like we've had so many because then if if we gave him a seven anyone who's killed anyone is like a over I, seven if we had johnny depp in your apartment for five minutes right now yeah he would do something bad you think absolutely i'll up it to yeah. a 3.1 i'll up it to a 3.1 i'm giving him an even five nice because i I think that um, the abuse is obviously what keeps it, makes it really high. Mm-hmm. But I also think the manipulation of the ma- media and walking around all jolly and cocky during something serious like that happening in front of, it sends a bad message to boys who want to rock and roll. Boys who their principal have told them, go out there and rock. Right. You know, if good that's point. their hero. Good point. You know what I mean? He's not doing a good job of... He didn't have any humility. He didn't have any kind of like, he didn't act at all like he cared about this. Even if Amber Heard had a mental illness that drove her to some craziness, he had no compassion for her whatsoever, which you could still have if you're in an emotional trial. You could still show 
that you are considerate of other people. He just wanted to bury her. That's a great point. And that's a very uh, evil angle to take, I think. You should have some humility and compassion. I'm upping mine to a four. You yeah. just convinced me. All right. And and I also agree with everybody else here that there's probably some stuff, some back alley. Like, he's been untouchable in Hollywood for like almost three decades, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's blatantly delusional. Actually, yeah, three decades. He's he's a big Hollywood star where you're like, yeah, untouchable. Gotta be delusional. Anytime a Hollywood star dies, the, the stories really come out. Right. Yeah, and true. there's so many heroes from our teens mm-hmm. that we're gonna find out <laughs> you know yeah it's gonna be bad yeah I, ass- I i assume i wonder well tim how do you feel i feel incredible i had such a fun day i'm so grateful for you guys for bringing me on the pod and i had so much fun so thank you so much it was fun, but really also fun, this, Tim. You know, we love you. It's so great to have you. Please come back again soon. I would love to. Thank you. Yeah, and if for any reason the uh, Evil Men airwaves have made it to Montreal, which even being an Anglophone stand-up comedian in Canada, I know it's hard to find an audience there. But if you are a fan, and you're even if you're from somewhere else, and you're going to Sketchfest. Tim and I will be there as the two Draculas, May 13th at 7 p.m. Our show's at 7 p.m., probably most likely Theater St. Catherine. Come check it out. I guarantee it's unlike anything you've ever seen before. Yeah. We'll show you, evil man. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Tim, if we have time, would you be up for doing a a, a little bonus episode? I would love to. Okay. So Patreon subscribers, stay tuned. You're going to get a bonus episode with Tim. And it's about to get blue. Oh, You're going to get a bonus. (laughs) Well, guys, that was another great episode of... This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 